Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses. And today we have Danby with us. Hello Danby, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, all things considered. There's a lot going on in the world at the moment. Yeah, there is. So tell us about your business. What do you, what do, you do? Well, we're uh, independent financial advisors based in London, but operating around the country called Helm Godfrey Partners. And we've got about 25 advisors and um, about a bit more than twice as many people backing them up. And uh, we're principally focused on investment advice, retirement advice, but we also help people with protection, life insurance, and of course, right at the heart of it is, is pensions advice. We also, uh, we, we, we um, look after individuals and their families, and we also look after businesses because we have an employee benefits division. Some quite big businesses as well as smaller ones. And so quite a lot there. I think there's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, before... yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a very big business. It turns over about 10 million pounds. Excellent. So before we get there, I always like to hear your story, your journey of how you got to where you've got to. Are you happy to share some of your journey with us? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, I came down from university and worked in a business school for a bit. And I drifted into a company uh, which had a range of different businesses involved in it. And I um, uh, and one of those companies was a financial advice business. And the group hit a bit of a rough patch along with the rest of the economy in the mid seventies. So we're talking a bit of historic here, is historically here. Um, and we were floated off with one or two employees, my partner and I, and, um, and a large overdraft. So we, we, we worked our way out of this um, and we built the business up gradually. And in parallel, we started a publishing business at the same time, dealing with the same with, with, with a market for accountants and solicitors uh, and also financial advisors, selling them various publications of one kind or another. And we, we ran these two businesses, the financial advice business and the publishing business in parallel for, oh, well, until uh, the late 1990s. And um, the publishing business carried on, but the advice business we put into a much larger company after my partner retired. He, he, he said that he was going to retire in about five years' time, and then suddenly something hit him, and he said, well, I think I'm going to retire next month, which was uh, exciting, as you can imagine. But it, it was all right. It worked out. But fairly soon, it seemed to me that it was right to try and get into something bigger uh, with other people. I like working with other people. The publishing business I carried on running with another partner, and um, he sadly died in 2005, and I uh, bought his heirs out and then sold, five years later, the business to a small public company. 
where I'm still working on a part in a, in a part-time capacity. And I'm working still in the larger independent financial advisory business um, as chairman. And that's really the, uh, that's the story of that business life. And then in parallel, I've had um, some very interesting experiences in the voluntary and public sector. I became a trustee of Modern Art Oxford. I then went on the board of Oxford Brooks University and became chair of governors there. And uh, latterly, I was chair of the Oxford Playhouse. And I stopped that about four years ago. And I'm now vice chair of something called the Equal Rights Trust. So I've always kept in parallel with my business activities a, um, a sort of voluntary or an independent, uh, a non-business interest. It's helped my sanity, but it's also given me lots of great ideas and much better understanding of what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think a lot of people kind of miss that. They get so, so caught up in their maybe their career that they forget that moving outside of that and doing something just because you want to and interested in it actually enriches the business and your career life. Yes, it does enormously. And I'd encourage anybody in their 30s and 40s, if they can find the time to do it, and I know that's a major problem, to try and do it because they're going to get responsibility much faster, in many cases, in the outside occupation than they are within their normal occupation. And they're going to see a whole range of different things, which will really help a great deal, give them very, very valuable insights. I mean, you know, the, the, the organizations that they join might get some benefit from it as well. Um, I, I'm not sure whether the ones I joined did or didn't, frankly, but I got a tremendous amount out of it. And also, you, it's a natural networking process because you're not going out there networking for business. You're going out to meet people and yeah. it produces a natural network. Yes, it does. You, you meet all kinds of useful, interesting, helpful people. Um, maybe some of them turn into clients or customers. Maybe they don't. But uh, you certainly get a lot of connections. And uh, that's very valuable as well. And they tend to be the movers and shakers and good people around in the area. So I, I, I got to know some really good people in, in Oxfordshire, for example. All right. Fabulous. So... I think it'd be a good time to talk about some of the financial parts. There's lots of companies going through some interesting times, which is an overused phrase at the moment, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. so what sort of um, guidance would be useful to be thinking about as a business owner about your finances? Well, um, I think that if you haven't got resilience built into your business right now, you're kind of too late because that's really what you need all the way through having had some very rocky starts in business life you know i started off with a, a minus balance sheet as it were uh i've appreciated the tremendous advantage of having a reasonable amount of cash and other assets knocking around in the business and not trying to run on empty or close to empty too much now, that, that's all very well and easy for, for me to say now um, in the fatness of old age. But it really is something that's worth 
working out very, very hard to get that resilience, it will mean that you don't grow as fast. So if you've really got a, a high appetite for risk, by all means, gear up, grow, eat your own fat, don't have that resilience, depend on luck. But you never know what is going to happen. Stuff, uh, I censor myself here, stuff happens, does it not? And throughout my life, stuff has happened on and off quite a lot. And having some cash in the bank has been enormously valuable. So, for example, when my uh, late partner died in the publishing business, we did, in fact, have enough cash in the business to buy his heirs out. It was quite a tough negotiation, but that's what we had. Um, he, he refused to have any insurance. The alternative, the, my, from my point of view, the preferable alternative would have been to have some insurance. But he was not prepared to, uh, to, 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 to do that. And however persuasive I was, I wasn't persuasive enough. So uh, that was very fortunate. We did build up that, that, uh, that coffer. So having that resilience for the future is really, really adv advantageous. If you've got trouble um, in terms of your finances, then go and talk to people. Don't hide away. Hiding away is the worst thing you can do. From a personal point of view, if you're personally in trouble or if your business is in trouble, either way, don't hide away. Go and talk to the bank manager, the accountants, the auditors, the lawyer, talk to the FSB, talk to all kinds of people because, um, you know, there's no shame in this. It's something that is really, really important to share with other people and works through. And maybe it doesn't work. Maybe you won't survive as a business and you'll have to start again. And that's just how it is sometimes. But hiding away isn't going to work. So really get out there and get some good advice and get a perspective on things. And if you do start again, remember next time, not just to work in the business, but to work on the business. You know? Yeah, so... So what I'm kind of picking up from you also then is, is um, that resilience is yeah. to do with yourself personally is yeah. how it's often used, but also financially. But if by building trust and connections with people, by being open and public, actually builds up some resiliency in relationships at the same time. I think that's really important. And one of the things that uh, if I was starting a business again, um, and I've started a number of businesses we haven't talked about and aren't going to talk about which have you know have gone well or gone badly um i would always have a mentor that could be a formal mentor in terms of a, a non-executive director or an informal mentor or mentors plural and i would always have somebody i can go and talk to them about the business and what's going wrong and what's going right and where one should go because there are always things happening and you've got to recognize you've got to recognize the moments of inflection in businesses um all kinds of things can happen in a business they, they could be very often they're technological some new uh development comes along which means that what you've done in the past 
has absolutely got to change. You've got, and you need to be on top of that. And you need to be talking to people who will be warning you that these things are coming along. So it doesn't come as a, as a huge surprise. Um, and you need to be talking to other people in the same business line of business as you are. Maybe your immediate competitors, but maybe just people in another part of the country who are not your competitors. And, and share with them what you're doing in your business and, and take from them uh, the, the, the lessons that you can. Uh, one of the benefits that I get from my second job, my job in the publishing business, is that I moved over to research <clears throat> about how financial advice is given, how funds are distributed, and how the retail financial services world works. And as a result, I get to chair meetings of financial advisors, finding out how their businesses are going and so forth. And I don't betray any confidences or, or anything like this, because what we do is we are collecting their information and, and pulling it together as sort of market research people and selling it to uh, the people who need to know about this stuff. But it brings me a huge amount of understanding of what's going on in the uh, in the financial advisor business and uh, that gives us another kind of resilience the resilience of forethought and planning yes and so much insights come from that i belong to various peer-to-peer uh, -peer groups mm. and i'm just sharing ideas actually sharing problems and somebody go well actually this is what we did about that yes no, absolutely i mean uh, i've i've long been member a member of one or other constantly shifting groups of financial advisors and people connected with the financial advice business. Um, and problem sharing is something that they do. It, it is a, a profession that's very generous with its time with other people in it. Um, and uh, I think that's very, very helpful. I, th I think other professions are, are, are quite similar in that way you know lawyers talk to lawyers and accountants talk to accountants so it it, it it's an enormously valuable thing to do and um keeping ahead of the game and and seeing those points of inflection when they come up um and realizing what you've got to do in response to them and you might get it wrong but at least you're you're uh, you're on the on the ball um otherwise you're going to stay stuck and you will get into trouble either commercial or legal or regulatory and in the financial services world regulation has been one of the major drivers of change and i think mostly for the good um, but one has to recognize where the changes are taking place and how they're taking place uh, in order to be able to adapt the business or better still try and stay ahead of what the regulator is demanding um, and start doing what the regulator wants you to do before they've got round to the idea of demanding it. Excellent. So that's, that's quite an important thing I think to yeah. do. And, you know, we're not the only kind of regulated business, lots of other regular, there are lots of other regulated businesses out there. And they have a very similar uh, challenge, I think. Yes. And I think also with the um, leaving the EU at the moment, there's going to be a lot of companies finding themselves having to make a lot of adjustments. Yes, I'm very, very pleased that this only 
affects us in a very indirect way. We've got a number of customers, clients, <clears throat> corporates who are running down their business, I mean, reducing their business in London, laying people off or, or, or not expanding. Uh, so there's, um, yeah, it's not been a, it's not been a good uh, situation. But if I were in the importing and exporting business, which I have been in the past uh, to a small extent, uh, I, I cannot imagine how horrible the idea of one's uh, goods being held up on the M2 would be, um, or coming the other way. I, yes. think. <laughs> I think it would be uh, it would be horrendous. So I, I, yeah. I have no idea what you do about that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, try and batten down the hatches, <laughs> learn as much as possible, keep your ears open. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on there's a lot going on there. There's quite a lot going on in the tax world, uh, as you may or may not appreciate. There was a very interesting report yesterday that came out from the Office of Tax Simplification, uh, suggesting major changes to capital gains tax, right. uh, which will affect um, business owners in a very big way, mm. potentially, uh, if they come to pass. So uh, that's worth looking at, and it might be something the FSB, which I'm sure has already been involved in lobbying, will want to do a little more lobbying on. Yeah, yes. Because uh, it, it doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's somebody listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, um, this sounds like great great insights, and maybe they, they could do with some financial advice or they're looking to sort of have a review or maybe to talk about mentoring with you. How would they, how would they contact you, Danby? Well, they can con contact me at uh, danby.bloch at helmgodfrey.com or at danby at bloch.com. Either will do very well. Excellent. And we'll put our, that information on our website as well. Fine. And uh, yeah, uh, and I can let you have the address of the company as well. Right. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to talk to people. I, I don't personally give financial advice any longer. I, I gave that up to the intense relief of my clients um, some years ago. But I do have many extraordinarily competent financial advisors um, on board. And of course, I have a financial advisor of my own. It's not something that you want to do yourself for yourself fabulous well thank you for sharing your story your passion and your time with us not at all great pleasure i enjoyed it a lot thank you for talking to me so this has been the podcast by business owners for business owners until next time see you soon bye then dabby goodbye the federation of small businesses with practical help for business owners such as employment protection navigating the complex, time-consuming and costs of up to £100,000 per claim for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.